Welcome to Integrative Medicine Solutions with Forum Health, the podcast. Our nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers believe in a new standard of healthcare, one that creates optimal health by focusing on partnering with you, understanding your needs, learning about your unique health history, and getting to the root cause of your concerns. Using advanced testing, emerging therapies, and the latest technology, Forum Health providers are at the forefront of integrative and functional health care for all. Your journey to better health starts here. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for a very special masterclass on how to support sexual wellness and vitality. My name is Britt with Forum Health the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers of which Dr. Casebolt and Forum Health Greenville are a part of. For those of you not familiar, Forum Health goes beyond traditional healthcare by combining functional and integrative medicine with advanced treatments and technology, data analytics, and collaborative relationships to offer our patients personalized and transformative results. Our patients have exclusive access to breakthrough treatments, results-driven wellness programs, health content, and a team of partners to journey with you on a healthy and vibrant life. To learn more, visit us at forumhealth.com. Before we get started this evening, I wanted to mention that we will open up the class to questions from our audience at the end. If you have a question at any time for Dr. Casebolt, just simply send us a message using the Q&A function at the bottom of your Zoom dashboard. Okay, let's get started. Our speaker tonight is Dr. Connie Casebolt, a graduate of Loma Linda University School of Medicine and board certified in family medicine since 1985. She has a master's degree in public health with an emphasis in nutrition and her book, Wellness by Design, which dispels common health myths has been endorsed by Ellen DeGeneres, Jimmy Kimmel, and Suzanne Summers. Her passion has always been finding and fixing the root cause of disease, which has led her to develop expertise in many functional and integrative treatment modalities. Dr. Casebolt is achieving certification in stem cell therapy from the American Academy of Stem Cell Physicians, and she's a member of Ozone Without Borders. Dr. Casebolt is also a familiar face in Greenville as she appears on local TV talk show, Your Carolina with Jack and Megan. Welcome Dr. Casebolt. Thank you so much for speaking with us tonight. And thank you. I always look forward to reaching out with new and innovative approaches to some of the things we treat here. Well, we're very excited for this topic. Um, I'm now gonna pass the controls over to you. Um, I know your screen's already up, so. The, uh, the stage is yours. Okay, thank you. So the topic this evening is how to support sexual wellness and vitality. And this is an important topic because it basically affects all of us that are at the stage of puberty and beyond. Um, there's a lot of common issues with sexual function or dysfunction. So the screen shows some of these. Uh, vaginal dryness, certainly something that can happen as women get older and definitely related to uh, low estrogen. Inability to orgasm, again, a problem that we see more in women versus men. A lax pelvic floor. So we're gonna talk about a really specific uh, therapy for this later, but the pelvic floor is actually a muscle 
And like all muscles, it needs regular exercise in order to stay vibrant and um, active. Erectile dysfunction, again, a problem that men face as they get older, uh, just related to some of the things that aging brings. Uh, also, prostate enlargement can affect sexual health and a low libido, which we do find more commonly in women, but it can affect men as well. So these are daunting problems. They do affect a large number of the population. Uh, it is said that 43% of women and 31% of men at some point during, during their life will have a sexual dysfunction problem. And of course, a lot of these are age-related, um, so they do get more common as we get older. So in the mainstream, oftentimes patients are told, you're just getting older, learn to live with it. And we at Forum Health don't think that's a very adequate solution. Um, you know, using surgery or drugs, surgery can have uh, unfortunate outcomes. You know, the surgery that they do for incontinence, they sometimes use mesh, which is a foreign substance in the body. And women have had uh, reactions to the mesh which can lead to more surgeries and scar tissue, and it just gets worse and worse. And of course, drugs have side effects. Um, even the drugs for ED can cause vision problems in men. Drugs for incontinence can cause dizziness and uh, increased risk of falling, as well as dry mouth. So anytime we are totally dependent on drugs, um, we're likely to experience a side effect. So, we like to have better solutions, and this is some of our solutions. So uh, no secret that is at the very top, optimizing hormones is basically our foundational approach to helping men and women with sexual dysfunction. And the reason is hormones are absolutely vital to uh, our to sexual function. Uh, without hormones, there's not likely to be libido, um, the testosterone helps improve nitric oxide production, which is essential to blood flow, which will help uh, erectile function. Um, and so again, optimizing hormones is foundational. We have a saying here at Forum Health, we like to say that menopause is optional. So women don't have to settle for the reduced quality of life that they will have if they don't uh, optimize their hormones. <clears throat> We're also going to talk about PRP injections. Uh, this is cutting edge, although it's been around for a few years, uh, but can be highly beneficial for both men and women. Uh, we have a technology called the Gaines Wave, and then we have our newest and latest, the Mcella, uh, which we're very excited about. So we'll talk about each one of those. So what are hormones and how do they help us? So a hormone is basically a chemical messenger a molecule. It's secreted by a gland in one location of the body, and then it travels through the bloodstream to affect target organs. And of course, we're here to talk about sexual function, uh, although hormones have effects everywhere. So when men or women are lacking in, in hormones, uh, testosterone, estrogen, uh, progesterone, it can uh, not only just affect the sexual organs, but it can affect the brain, the heart, the bones. So again, we don't have time to talk about all the beneficial effects of hormones, but I can tell you it is a life-changing therapy to get those hormones restored 
back to a, a more youthful level. <clears throat> so this highlights why we need hormone support as we get older. It's basically an age-related phenomenon. Um, starting at around age 30, hormone production in both men and women can start to wane. Uh, for men, it's a little bit of a slower slope down, uh, but eventually they will have low hormones by the time they're in their 70s or 80s or even 60s. Women, of course, go through menopause where there's a very steep drop off as the ovaries just simply fail to function. And there can be a lot of profound, um, unpleasant um, symptoms that both men and women can feel as they go through. And we're gonna go over some of those symptoms as, as they lose their hormones. So how does testosterone help sexual health? Well, it increases sex drive. It makes you fantasize about sex. So sexual thoughts, fantasies, that libido, also arousal. So the ability to get interested in sex and in women, that's gonna mean vaginal secretions. In men, that's gonna mean um, the penis becomes more erect. Um, and of course, hormones are necessary for orgasmic response. So very difficult to have an orgasm without the sex hormones. Uh, they're going to make the sexual organs more responsive and just more sexual pleasure, better blood flow to the genitalia. So again, they're absolutely foundational to good sexual health to have testosterone. And again, a lot of people always think of testosterone as, quote, the male hormone, but it turns out that it's testosterone that makes a woman feel the most sexy and feminine. It's testosterone. We just need it in much lower quantities than men. So let's talk first about male hormones. Men do need both testosterone and estrogen. There's a hormone called, um, or an enzyme called aromatase that will turn testosterone into estrogen. So in most cases, if, if men have enough testosterone, they're automatically gonna have enough estrogen. Uh, believe it or not, estrogen is necessary for men to have orgasms. So very difficult for a man to achieve orgasm if he doesn't have just a little bit of estrogen there. But again, in most cases, that nice little enzyme system works well. If they have enough testosterone, they'll automatically have enough estrogen. Um, by, by the flip side though, if they don't have enough testosterone, they could easily not have enough estrogen. So again, another graph or a picture showing um, that as we age, it's just kind of a constant loss of hormones. Um, so aging is the culprit here. So what are the symptoms of low testosterone in men? Uh, low libido, feeling moody or depressed, uh, brain fog, aches and pains. And we, we especially note that one because testosterone is very anti-inflammatory. So it can help push back those aches and pains that we think might just be due to aging, but re in reality could be due to low testosterone. Weight gain, especially belly fat. So when men have enough testosterone, uh, they're able to have a better body composition. They can put on muscle and it's easier to take off fat. Uh, low testosterone can lead to decreased stamina. Um, just they run out of steam before they achieve their goals. And as we already mentioned, it can contribute to erectile dysfunction. Uh, they can lose muscle mass, 
and they can lose bone mass. So even though 80% of folks with osteoporosis are women, it can happen to men as well, and low testosterone is one of the contributing factors. And if you do exercise, hard to recover from a, an intense exercise session. So I really like for my patients to be educated, and I've read a number of books on testosterone for men, and this is by far my favorite. Uh, written by Dr. Morgan Taylor. He is a Harvard-trained urologist, and he probably knows more about testosterone in, uh, for men than probably anybody else. Uh, and of course, he is an avid uh, and ardent supporter of men getting testosterone replacement if their levels fall below uh, therapeutic levels. So if we have a man who has low testosterone and we decide to replace that testosterone to get his levels up, there could be some side effects. And all three of these are quite common. Since the testicles are no longer being asked to produce testosterone, they tend to atrophy or shrink. So this is going to happen in most men who are on testosterone therapy. Nothing dangerous about it, um, it's just gonna happen. By the same token, if a man is uh, you know, of the age of, of wanting to father children, testosterone therapy can cause a, um, uh, a temporary uh, inability to produce sperm because they just become kind of quiet and inactive. Uh, it is reversible if you stop testosterone therapy, but anybody, any man who still wants to father children should not be on testosterone therapy. The estrogen level can go up and again, as in all things, I liken it to Goldilocks porridge. You want it to be just right, not too high, not too low. So we monitor the estrogen in men getting testosterone replacement. And if it goes too high, we have a simple fix. Uh, we prescribe a, an aromatase blocker called anastrozole. And then we continue to monitor and we'll adjust that medication as we need to in order to keep the estrogen level at a good range. Uh, another very common side effect of testosterone replacement therapy in men is increased hemoglobin. So uh, the man will produce too many red blood cells. And at that point, we ask him to go and donate blood. And that's often a very therapeutic option anyway, because donating blood ends up reducing risk of heart disease. So it can help uh, you as well as society when you donate blood. So what are the forms of testosterone replacement? Uh, we don't want men to swallow testosterone because it can damage the liver. So the other options are topical, weekly injections that are self-administered or administered by the patient's partner or pellets. So I'm not a big fan of the topical gels, mainly because men come to me and say, it doesn't work. So why, uh, why use something that doesn't work? Um, the absorption can vary. There's a characteristic odor that um, men can often smell on each other. So who wants to uh, shout to the whole world that you're taking testosterone? It can transfer to the spouse, to children, to pets. It's difficult to monitor it because the blood labs are not as accurate when we're using a topical product. And as I mentioned, it doesn't work very well. So uh, injections, the reason we see self-administered it used to be that men with low testosterone would go into their friendly um, primary care office and get an injection once a month. That was the standard of care is a once a month injection at the office. 
And it turns out that injectable testosterone really only lasts anywhere from seven to 10 days. So the final two thirds of the month, the man just would not feel very good. Um, so we, because of that short half-life, uh, if men want the injections, we teach them to either to give it to themselves or to have their partner inject it in their buttocks. So men can either inject it into the anterior thigh or their partner into the buttocks. So some men like this, some men say there's a lot of pain, uh, it's highly variable. So I do have uh, quite a few patients who opt for the injections and then others who opt for the next option, which is pellets. So in, in the man's hands, there are a couple of pellets. Um, those are actually a little smaller than the testosterone pellets. So the testosterone pellets for men are just a tad bit larger than the larger one seen there. But these are sterile, compressed, bioidentical uh, testosterone that when they're implanted into the upper outer quadrant of the buttocks where there is some fat tissue, they land there and then they slowly dissolve. And as they dissolve, they produce a 24-7 release of hormones. So this most closely mimics the production by the testicles. So a lot of men like this because the procedure is painless. They only have to come in once every three to five months and then they don't have to think about it during that time. And they've got a good therapeutic level of testosterone during that time. So there's a little cartoon of how pellet therapy is a little bit more steady state versus uh, injections. So how long can you be on hormone therapy? Well, Dr. Morgan Taylor believes that you should be on it for as long as you want to feel good. There's no real reason to get off unless you develop some kind of cancer or other a health problem for which there's a contraindication. Uh, so the old advice used to be just stay on it for a short time and then try to get off. And that's really based on flawed data um, looking at the results of synthetic therapy versus bioidentical. So bioidentical hormones can keep you definitely feeling younger and possibly living longer uh, and definitely an overall improvement in quality of life. So let's look at uh, female hormones. So like men, women need testosterone and estrogen. They also need some progesterone in order to be balanced. So this is a schematic um, a pictorial illustration of what women are dealing with during their cycles. This is a typical 28-day cycle. Uh, you can see at day 14 at ovulation, there's some changes in all of the hormones. Otherwise, testosterone is fairly steady state. The other two tend to fluctuate. And the drop in progesterone at the end is what stimulates the beginning of the next menstrual cycle. When we're replacing hormones in women, we do not attempt to um, emulate that cycle. We, we pretty much keep it steady state. Let me see where my screen went. There we go. Yeah, we do not attempt to create that cycle. We keep all the hormones steady state and it works really well. So again, women need testosterone. It is the main hormone that will fuel that libido, that sex drive. Uh, also will enable them to achieve orgasms. So if a woman is anorgasmic, she probably needs some testosterone. At least that's a good bet. 
Uh, low testosterone can also cause low energy. It can also just make you feel unmotivated. You simply don't care. You don't feel like getting off the couch and exercising. It can make you feel a bit moody and depressed. It can even contribute to heart palpitations, uh, low bone density, inflammation. Again, in both men and women, testosterone is anti-inflammatory. So I have seen uh, cases of joint pain and migraines, for example, that improved when women got on testosterone therapy as part of their overall hormone management. Low estrogen has its own set of symptoms. These include vaginal dryness and atrophy. So the vagina and the, the entire urogenital tract is highly dependent on estrogen for good health. Uh, night sweats and hot flashes is generally driven by low estrogen. Uh, estrogen also contributes to bone density. So again, when women go through menopause, that is the number one factor in uh, starting the decline of the bone density and eventual osteoporosis. Estrogen is needed for optimal sleep. It's needed for sharp brain. Uh, estrogen, low estrogen can also contribute to joint pain. And this is an interesting one. Low estrogen can contribute to belly fat. And the reason for that is when women go through menopause and lose their estrogen, there's some compensatory um, activity by the adrenal glands producing more cortisol and excess cortisol can lead to belly fat. So there are over 400 functions of estrogen in the uh, human body. So going through menopause may be natural, but it may not be actually healthy for women to completely lose their estrogen for the final third of their life. Low progesterone can contribute to headaches, anxiety. We call progesterone our chill pill. Uh, it can help with sleep, mood, anxiety. Uh, we do recommend taking it at bedtime because it definitely can contribute to better sleep. And progesterone also has a big impact on helping to maintain a healthy bone density. Unlike the other two hormones, progesterone is perfectly safe to take by mouth. The other two hormones, not so much. Now, just like I have a book for men, I have a book that I recommend for women, Safe Hormones, Smart Women. Dee Lindsay Berkson is one of the foremost health researchers and she is brilliant, but she has written this in a way that is so easy to understand and read uh, and I, I find that both health practitioners as well as lay people enjoy reading her books. So she's got chapters on breast health, brain health, heart health, bone health. I can tell you a, uh, a summary. She basically recommends bioidentical hormone replacement therapy for most women just because of the profound benefits to overall health. So again, safely replacing hormones in women we want to make sure that we're dealing with natural, not synthetic. We also wanna remember that estrogen and testosterone should not be swallowed because it has an effect on the liver or on blood clots. So we don't wanna swallow those two. Uh, progesterone, however, as I mentioned, is, can be swallowed and is actually optimal when swallowed because it can improve sleep. So again, I like to point out that there are huge differences between synthetic hormones and bioidentical. So progesterone and synthetic progestin both 
help protect the uterus against overstimulation by estrogen, but that is the only commonality that they share. In all other regards, they are polar opposite. So pro progesterone reduces breast cancer risk, synthetic progestin increases breast cancer risk. Progesterone reduces risk of stroke and heart attack, synthetic progestin increases reduces artery plaque formation and synthetic progestin promotes artery plaque formation. Unfortunately, when the Women's Health Initiative was concluded, this was a huge multi-thousands of women multi-center study concluded early in 2002. And the reason they stopped the study early was that women in the treatment arm, the, the women who were getting hormones, showed increased risk of stroke, heart attack, blood clot and breast cancer, the very things we see under that synthetic progestin column. Um, but the researchers unfortunately drew the wrong conclusions. They seemingly were unaware of the differences between synthetic and, and the natural. And of course, it's very easy to see the difference. So you see a chemistry um, depiction of natural progesterone and anybody can tell that synthetic those, those are two examples of synthetic. They do not equal the natural progesterone. So no, no wonder they have different effects on the body. So this really highlights the reason why we always want to stick with bioidentical, natural, not synthetic. And one more, unfortunately, a lot of medical researchers either uh, aren't aware or they have not studied this. And when you read medical articles, they'll call progesterone, they'll call that progestin, and then they'll call the synthetics progestin. And sometimes it will confuse the issue. And that's why there's a lot of confusion, uh, even amongst medical professionals, they don't always understand how important it is to do the natural instead of the synthetic. So we always have women concerned, and rightly so, if I do bioidentical hormones, will I increase my risk of breast cancer? And we want to give this list of things that can uh, help prevent breast cancer. It is a concern of all women. Uh, but I, I want to point out again, if you read that book, Safe Hormones, Smart Women, she does have an entire chapter on breast cancer. And her conclusion was, when the hormones are natural, uh, it's you, you are going to have a, uh, either an equal risk to not do, doing therapy at all, or perhaps even a reduced risk. So our bioidentical hormone replacement therapy is either neutral or possibly reduces risk. Uh, so we're confident about that. So progesterone, as I mentioned, as long as it's natural, reduces risk of breast cancer. Uh, there's a supplement that we sell here in the office, uh, diindolol methane. Uh, which is actually a metabolite derived from cruciferous vegetables, such as broccoli. It promotes the healthy metabolism of estrogen. Exercise will reduce risk of practically all cancers, and that includes breast cancer. Uh, a diet that's low in toxins, also rich in antioxidants. And let me translate that for you. That is a diet rich in fruits, vegetables, beans, uh, whole grains, but oh, processed foods, sugars, uh, lots of oils, and animal products. So you want to eat uh, as much whole food plant-based as you can. 
You also want to avoid wearing a bra to bed. And if you're home during the day and you're just you at home, maybe you avoid one during the day. Uh, bras are, um, they impede the flow of lymphatics, which are the mechanism of, of how your breasts get rid of toxins. So the underwire bras are the worst because they're, they're really impeding that flow of lymphatics. Um, testosterone, by the way, is also, along with progesterone, uh, one of those things that can help prevent breast cancer. So testosterone is actually very breast friendly in terms of lowering risk of breast cancer. Now it's interesting, women who are on bioidentical hormone replacement therapy who do get breast cancer tend to have less aggressive disease. So how do we um, do hormones for women? Uh, trochees, which are uh, a gelatin-based, I call it a gelatin-based gummy bear. There's also a more rapid dissolve option. Um, these are prescriptions that we will custom write and send to a compounding pharmacy, not CVS, not Walgreens, not Walmart, but a compounding pharmacy. And then you let them melt under the tongue. Now you might swallow 10% of it, but most of it will absorb right into the body from under the tongue. Um, I like trochees. Um, they're certainly better than nothing. The absorption is not gonna be quite as even uh, uh, as it would be with pellets, but it's always better than doing nothing. And I do have many women who are very happy with their trochee therapy. Uh, I personally like the pellets. Um, I've been getting pellets in me every three months for almost 11 years now and love the convenience of not having to worry about taking, uh, taking something every day. So love the pellets for me and I feel like I get the best levels that way. So this is the same slide you've seen before. Pellet therapy uh, is preferred by most of my women for kind of more of a steady state um, hormone level. So this is an interesting quote out of the European Journal of Anti-Aging Medicine, uh, 2006, also in the journal, uh, journal of General Internal Medicine, 2006. Women receiving hormone replacement immediately after menopause have reduced heart attacks, strokes, bone fractures, and Alzheimer's. They also have significant improvements in sexual function, mood, skin, energy, and sleep. I remember reading a book by Dr. Jonathan Wright, who was one of the first adopters of bioidentical hormone replacement therapy in America. And he used to say he could look at a woman across the room um, and tell whether she was on estrogen therapy or not because her skin was much, had much better collagen, fewer wrinkles, and it had a glow to it. So it definitely affects your appearance as well as your mood. Okay, so we've covered hormones. And like I said, we do think they are foundational. Um, so we always like to get those hormones optimized first, but some men might like other things that can help them enjoy a better sex life. So the penile rejuvenation shot. We're gonna talk about what it is and how it can help. So it can naturally improve the sensitivity of the penis, making sexual pleasure more intense, and it can also help ED or performance. So what we do 
uh, we use platelet-rich plasma. You may have heard of PRP. That's all the rage. PRP can be used for so many indications. It can be used for hair restoration, facial rejuvenation. Uh, it can be used in joints and ligaments to for after injuries. Um, and it can be used in both men and women to improve sexual response. So it uses, so here's how it works. If a man's gonna come in for this procedure, and I'm now doing probably one a week at least, uh, it's become quite, becoming quite popular. Uh, what they do is they come in and we give them a numbing cream, a very powerful numbing cream, which they apply to the, the penis and all around there. And then our um, phlebotomist will draw their blood and that blood is then processed in a way to uh, concentrate the growth factors found in platelets. So then we go back into the room and of course we cleanse the area. Um, we actually inject it into what's called the corpus cavernosum. Those are, that's the spongy area in the penis that when filled with blood allows it to achieve an erection. So what we do is we inject it and then we give the man a, a protocol. Uh, so when, when you have this done at our office, we also include with it a device called the penis pump. So when these growth factors are injected into the penis, we encourage the man to use the penis pump for 10 minutes twice a day, a bit longer if they have the time. And the stretching that, that will happen in the penis pump along with those growth factors that we've injected will actually help uh, a little bit in size. So it's not going to be extremely dramatic, but there should be some increase in girth, maybe a little bit in length, um, definitely more sensitive to, so that the man will have better satisfaction with orgasm. So basically it is a painless non-surgical treatment it helps improve ED, it, and I should mention that ED is also related to lack of blood flow to the penis. So this is going to encourage uh, the, circula the circulation. Uh, it's going to improve sensation, pleasure, intensity of orgasms, and of course, enhancement of the penis. Um, now, when we do it, we have an optional add-on. So when we're doing this procedure, uh, it takes us an extra three to four minutes. But we will also, if, if, the, if the patient wants it, uh, we can also put some ozone gas into the prostate. So um, that, may be, that may sound alarming, it may sound strange. Um, there's actually a .gov, so you can go and Google this. You can Google prostate enlargement ozone gas. There are experiments that are on the PubMed um, websites that talk about the improvements in prostate when the ozone gas is introduced. So it can help prostate function, it can help alleviate the symptoms of enlarged prostate, and it's been studied. Um, there's a little bit of discomfort, not, not huge, um, but when we improve the health of the prostate, we also improve um, erection function. function. So again, it's just an adjunctive treatment. It's not, we don't do it on everybody. The younger men probably don't want that. The older men, I try to talk them into it because it's an add-on that doesn't cost them any extra and it can improve the health of the prostate. 
So for women, we have our vaginal rejuvenation shot. And this naturally also improves a woman's sensitivity and sexual wellness. And again, it is the same platelet-rich plasma uh, produced from your own blood containing regenerating growth factors. Uh, so how this works, the woman comes in and this time we have her put on the very effective numbing cream on the clitoris and just up inside the vagina um, close to that what we call the G-spot. And so while the numbing cream is working, we're gonna draw her blood and take it to the lab and process it so that we have concentrated the growth factors found uh, in the platelets. So again, because we've had this very effective numbing cream, it's basically painless or very low on the pain threshold. Uh, because the clitoris is now plumped up, it's going to improve libido and also it improves the intensity of orgasms. So it's going to help with arousal, sensation. Uh, also, we've plumped up that G-spot. Uh, so that's going to also uh, contribute to better sexual pleasure for the woman. And it has the added benefit of practically overnight helping with incontinence uh, and even also can help with vaginal dryness. So how does it help with incontinence? Well, that area known as the G-spot is right by the angle where the urethra exits the bladder. And sometimes if we can just plump that area up with some extra uh, volume, it changes the angle, making it easier for the bladder to not let, you, let loose of urine when the, when the woman doesn't want that to happen. Uh, so it can kind of kill two birds with one stone. Uh, now, I want to say two things. Um, we are contemplating having a therapy here that is similar to PRP, but derived from um, products that are harvested at the birth of a healthy baby born during C-section that also have growth factors similar to PRP. This would be an option for people who might have a chronic illness like Lyme disease or HIV or something. They may not want uh, certain aspects of their blood concentrated and re-injected. So we are exploring the possibility of, of having that option for people who might not want to even use their own PRP. Um, now, a lot of questions people ask, if, uh, if I get the penis enhancement shot or if I get the vaginal rejuvenation shot, how long do the effects last? Well, it's variable, but I would say on average, somewhere between nine to 15 months. So probably not longer than 15 months. Um, so that's the, the range that that's going to last. Okay, the gains wave. So the gains wave is another therapy that we offer here. Uh, this is mainly for men with ED. Um, also, I might add men with Peyronie's disease. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. There's an interesting ad on TV. I cannot remember which channel, but I've seen it several times. It shows a pepper that's kind of curved, and then it shows the pepper straightening out. So Peyronie's disease is curvature of the penis due to asymmetric deposition of scar tissue. The cause of Peyronie's is unknown, but it can be very devastating because the penis can be so curved that it makes uh, penetration impossible. Um, 
So this is, of course, the kind of testimony that a man is never willing to give because who wants to admit that a person had Peyronie's disease? Um, but we have a man here in our practice who um, I think it was about two years ago he started to come see us. Uh, he had pretty significant Peyronie's disease. And we used a variety of modalities here. Specifically, we use the Gaines wave, which I'll explain in just a second how that works. But we use the Gaines wave. Uh, we used ozone injections into the penis because ozone breaks up scar tissue. It's amazing. So ozone is amazing. And then we used, we did the PRP shot to also just make things firmer because he also wanted to get back to the size that he was when he was younger. And he is so grateful. His penis is completely straight. So we were able to completely get rid of that scar tissue. He's happy with the size. He says it's the same size it was when he was younger. And he is just a very happy patient. So you'll never see him giving a um, testimonial because no man would do that. But he thanks us every time that he sees us. Uh, so the Gaines wave, what is it? It uses shock waves. So we have a device and then it has a um, kind of a head on it. And it, it actually, it kind of feels like it's pounding. So we're basically using shockwave therapy to break up the plaque and blood vessels to stimulate the production of new blood vessels. So basically we are targeting um, uh, the arteries, the veins and arteries, so the circulation in the penis. And it's very effective. So the, the protocol for Gaines Wave is to get it done twice a week uh, for six treatments. So that's the, what the studies have been done. And if a man's uh, erectile dysfunction is mild to moderate, then six treatments is probably going to have at least an 80% chance of, of achieving a very good result. If a man has some other issues like blood pressure, diabetes, um, maybe he's been low testosterone for a number of years, so he's got some other metabolic things going on, uh, and if his uh, ED is worse, so we're going to call that one um, moderate to severe, then they're probably going to need closer to 12 treatments. So six is not going to get the results we're looking for if it's more severe. And of course, we're always going to pay attention to metabolic things. You know, if they have blood sugar issues, we're going to give them some tips to get that blood sugar normalized. Uh, we're going to recommend that they for sure get their testosterone level to a therapeutic range. Um, but it can still be quite um, beneficial. So some men choose to combine. We have a number of men who choose to do the gains wave and the penis enhancement shot. And, uh, and I, I wanna to mention too with the Gaines Wave, it is also basically painless because we use the same very effective numbing cream. Uh, so again, basically painless. So if we do that combination therapy, typically they'll do the Gaines Wave first and then on their final sixth, uh, if they're just doing the six on their final Gaines Wave treatment, after that, we'll go ahead and uh, do the penis enhancement. So we do it at the end. Uh, we're gonna get better results if we do it that way. So again, Gaines Wave, drug-free, surgery-free, completely non-invasive. It's simple in-office procedure, over a 75% success rate. Again, depending on how, uh, whether, you know, mild to moderate, moderate to severe, no downtime whatsoever. And we don't know of any side effects. 
Okay, we're going to finish up this presentation by talking about our latest acquisition, which is the M Cella. That is an actual picture of the chair. The EM stands for electromagnetic, and then Cella is Latin word for chair. So this is a very cool technology uh, because there are no needles, uh, there's no pain whatsoever, so there's no numbing cream needed. You remain fully clothed and you simply sit for 30 minutes. So the treatment length of time is 30 minutes. You can bring a book, you can play on your cell phone, whatever you wanna to do to pass the time of 30 minutes of sitting in the chair. So in the center of the chair is a Tesla magnetic coil and it's going to send a cone of energy up through the perineum and it will penetrate several inches. So the purpose of, of this energy coming up, it's actually going to passively do Kegel exercises for you. If you haven't heard of Kegel exercises, that's where, you, where a person can voluntarily contract and relax those pelvic muscles. So it's the same muscles you would use if you are sitting on the commode to void and you wanna stop the stream of urine, then you would contract those muscles and that would stop the stream of urine. So that's what the Mcella chair looks like. Uh, again, 30 minute painless treatment. Um, and again, it's twice a week for three weeks. So I wanna tell you several things about the Mcella. It has been FDA approved for incontinence. Um, it has a 95% patient satisfaction rate. I'm not aware of anything that can get such a high satisfaction rate. Um, and the Kegel exercises, it's basically doing the exercises for you, but even though it's passive on your part, the effect is actually better than any kind of Kegels that you could do voluntarily. And the reason is, the strength of the muscular contraction that this device can achieve in your body is four times as strong as what you could do. So it's actually exercising you and you don't have to lift a pinky finger. It's doing it for you. It's also going to do 11,000 plus Kegel exercises in 30 minutes that are again, four times stronger than what you could achieve on your own. So what are the benefits of the M-Cella treatment? It's amazingly effective for incontinence. Now, will it completely cure all incontinence forever and ever? No, but it will definitely reduce accidents, perhaps reduce the number of pads that a woman might be buying uh, at the store. Um, and here's the cool thing, even after the final treatment at the sixth treatment mark, the improvement continues to get better for several weeks. Now, just like anything, if you don't use something, it can deteriorate again. So once you've completed your six treatments on the Mcella in a few weeks or months, some of that pelvic laxity may return. And so at that point, you may need some booster treatments. Uh, a, a typical treatment booster protocol might be once a month or once every two months. Some people come in only every three months. So again, it utilizes electromagnetic energy delivering thousands of supramaximal pelvic floor muscle contractions in a single session. And these contractions re-educate the muscles of incontinent patients. So this is an actual MRI 
on the left, you see that dotted line that's going across horizontally across uh, towards the bottom of that um, image. And you can see that the muscle wall is lax. It has fallen below that dotted line. Whereas after a set of six treatments with the Mcella, uh, the muscles are now taut. They are toned and they are now filling up to that. So the muscles are now so strong that they are going to help uh, prevent um, issues with incontinence. So this, as I've mentioned, is FDA approved or FDA cleared for incontinence. However, we also see other profound benefits. Women typically are going to notice um, a, a stronger orgasmic response during sex. Their partner will likely notice uh, a bit tighter vagi uh, vagina, so more pleasure for the woman's partner. Um, we've also had women with prolapse uterus uh, get better enough to where they can put off having surgery. We were looking this up in our office just today and we found a clinic that um, this is their primary treatment for women with prolapse, meaning the uterus is kind of hanging down close to the edge of the uh, vaginal opening. So again, this is a fantastic treatment. Now it's not just for women. Lax pelvic floor can happen in men too, because it's something that happens. We don't normally exercise that muscle. So it gets lax and, and flabby with age and with disuse. So men who have incontinence can be profoundly beneficial. It can help improve the health of the prostate gland, which is that really bugaboo gland that men, it just causes problem in men's, uh, problems in men as, as men get older. Uh, it can also help with ED in men probably through a combination of improving the health of the prostate and also um, just by improving the muscles in that area and the blood flow. So again, it's just a great therapy for men and women. And again, painless, fully clothed, no needles, just sit on the chair and read a book. So pleasant way to spend your time. And I think we're drawing to the end Thank you so much. I think that was excellent information. It's very exciting news about the addition of the MCELA. I think that's wonderful. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. Um, again, we're going to open up this portion of the class to any questions from our audience. So if you have a question, all you need to do is just send us a message using the Q&A function at the bottom of your Zoom dashboard. So we'll open it up now. Let's see what we've got here, if we have any uh, questions so far. Okay, one just came in, Dr. Casebolt. Um, this person wants to know, how long typically does hormone therapy last? And I'm, I'm sure that varies for each person, but on average, could you maybe inform our audience about that? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, this is where I will often, when I'm in my office talking to patients who are considering hormone replacement therapy, and they're going to have that same question, I will often show them a little three-minute uh, YouTube video with Suzanne Summers, where she says most emphatically, I will take it until I die. And I can't end <laughs> Yes, she has said that. <laughs> she has a certain presence. And she looks but great. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, she's 75. Her husband's 85. They're both... Wow therapy, they say it makes them nicer people. They can remember <laughs> who they are. 
Uh, they're not exactly. edgy or irritable with each other. They actually right. like each other. They yeah, like each other, right? <laughs> so I've been doing it. I'm in my mid-60s. I've been doing it for uh, almost 11 years. And I don't see myself stopping. Uh, it's kept my bone density healthy. Most people think that I'm a little younger than I am because I just feel like it's one of my, it's not the only thing I do to maintain health. I try to follow a good diet and exercise, get enough sleep and take some other supplements. Um, but it's a really big piece of the pie. So again, the original thought, you know, get off as soon as you can was based on flawed data. It was based on that mm -hmm. initiative, which was using synthetics. With bioidenticals, there's really not a good reason that I can think of to get off to get off of it. No, that's that's a great answer. We want to be more like Suzanne Summers and her husband. <laughs> I know a lot of people say that uh, it saves marriages in it a does. lot of ways. Oh, it does. yes, it does. <laughs> yes, that's what we should book it as, saves marriages. Yep. Um, I actually, I have to tell you something funny. I had sure. a who um, decided to get started recently, and she says, you know what? This is cheaper than a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true and less painful, <laughs> less painful for sure. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind, anybody who's listening tonight. Uh, let's see, we have another question that just came in. And I know this probably, again, varies from person to person, but this person would like, like to know how quickly could they see results from hormone therapy? Yeah, very good question. Um, I will say that the typical... For women, especially, let's just so I'm really talking more about pellets. So women, once we get those pellets in, uh, I've seen it happen overnight, but I'm going to say the average would be more like five to 10 days. So somewhere in that range. Okay, okay um, that's great. With men, it might take a little bit longer uh, because they're bigger pellets to maybe take a little bit longer to dissolve and get into the bloodstream. So men, we tell them, you know, it might be one to three weeks. Mm, um, okay. Start seeing results. Again, that's, that's fast. Yes. That's really fast. That's wonderful. Uh, another person just wrote in, how can I safely stop hormone therapy and then start again after a period of having stopped? Um, I mean, if you have to stop for some reason, you have to stop and right. you're probably going to have, a res you know, resuming some of those uncomfortable symptoms. I do have women who, for whatever reason, I don't know, they, they dropped off of our radar here and then they decide to restart. Sure. There's, it's really kind of seamless. We just get them started again. It's, there's we just no, get them started. Sure. Yeah. We might so it is really safe. Dose. Yeah, it's, it's you yeah. Can, for whatever reason. Okay. That's great. So no worries about that. If you have yeah. to, to start and then stop, you know, stop and then start back up again, that's yeah. okay. Okay, any other questions here? Oh, here's one that just popped up. Are there any negative side effects of hormone therapy for men and women? Yes. So we'll talk men first. Um, okay. Actually, already mentioned them. The test. Um, it actually could contribute. It could make male pattern hair loss worse. So okay. testosterone converts to dihydrotestosterone, which can then affect the hair follicle. So men who are genetically kind of programmed, it runs in their family. So they mm -hmm. might hair loss either here or at the top or in that little patch in the back. Right. And again, we mentioned the testicles shrinking. With women, um, yeah, sometimes with testosterone, we have to walk a fine line. We want to get them enough testosterone for energy and drive and sex drive and so forth. But women can also, if they're genetically inclined, they might lose a little hair. I would say the number one kind of a nuisance side effect for women is, is more chin hairs. 
So mm. I'm now who inspects my chin every morning and okay. you know, just do a little bit of pluck. Um, the voice could get a little deeper with testosterone therapy. So if a okay. woman professional soprano right. opera singer, I would be very careful. Sure. Um, sure. Women, women with a uterus, if we give them estrogen, and most of them we do, we also are going to start them on progesterone at the same time, but there are some women who still are going to spot or bleed. Mm, okay. It could be irregular. So it's more of a nuisance. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few women, maybe fewer than 2%. The bleeding is a problem to where we can't use estrogen with them. So either they, mm -hmm. or and there are some women, we just do testosterone only therapy and they do very well. Right. But yeah, those are the main ones, the hair here, okay. Lack of hair here, okay. Caps and um, and spotting or bleeding, which really isn't bad. Like you, you like you said, um, they're just nuisances, right? They're they're stuff you can deal with. We can certainly pluck away a few hairs um, to yeah. really regain your life back with hormone replacement therapy. So that's wonderful to know. If anybody's worried about that, uh, it's uh, easy fixes, easy things that you can take care of. Um, here's another question that just came in. Um, I am a breast cancer survivor. Is hormone therapy safe for me? So I would take that on a case by case basis. Okay. So many years have gone by. Um, and also what type, you know, was the breast cancer hormone, um, you know, estrogen driven or not. Right. Right. And also, so some of those women could actually be benefited by a testosterone only approach. We have okay. women who, they, we only give them testosterone on their pellet and they do very well. Okay. Um, and testosterone is actually protective against breast cancer. So, um, so is progesterone. So we, we, there are some women that will just do those two hormones and we won't even do the, the estrogen. Um, so uh, women also have to consider quality of life. You know, some women say, you know what, I, I want to take that risk because I just want to feel better. Um, so there's, there's some nuances. I generally don't want to do it if they've had an estrogen sensitive cancer. That's, you know, I would okay. say, but I, I have individual. Sure. Okay. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you for answering that. Cause I know that's something that always comes up when we talk about hormone replacement therapy a lot of times. Yeah. Um, any other questions out there for Dr. Casebolt? Again, you just want to use that Q&A function right at the bottom of your screen. We'll probably just take a few more before we wrap up today. Um, I don't see anything else, but please, Dr. Casebolt has wonderful videos online. Uh, if you go to forumhealthgreenville.com and also to our Forum Health YouTube page, she has great videos talking about numerous topics, um, including hormone therapy. So if you didn't catch everything tonight, um, please go there. You can learn more. Um, and also her book, Wellness by Design, great information. So just a little bit more uh, that you can discover there. Uh, so again, Dr. Casebolt, thank you so much just for your time, your expertise on this topic. It's so cr crucial and important for so many people. So we really appreciate your insight. Um, also, in the meantime, please visit us at forumhealth.com and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you so much, Dr. Casebolt, and to everyone who joined us tonight. Have a great evening. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Forum Health Podcast. Forum Health is the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers. 
To learn more about this topic and to find a Forum Health provider near you, visit forumhealth.com.